Welcome to Ball vs. Life, a podcast where your hosts, JC and Jack, discuss NorCal vs. SoCal perspectives, the Bay vs. LA. Thanks for tuning in. Let's roll. Woo, Ball vs. Life is back. I'm Jack and I got my partner here, JC. What's up? What's up? It's just us two this time, man. Yeah, it's been a while since it's just been us, but... uh. You know, it feels like it's been a while because a lot of stuff has happened, bro. <laughs> like not sports related. <laughs> I think we needed to do that with all of the, uh, yeah. the LA centric uh, sports talk, man. I didn't have much to to, to give with those um, with those topics, but um, we're back in business. Wait, before year. before we we uh, get on talking about the small talk section, which is getting an update on how life is for you and I. I do want to say you kind of got off clean because we got so busy the last whatever. I don't even know how long it's been since our last release, and that's how long it's been. Normally, we keep it pretty like regular. Yeah. But yeah, congratulations to the Dodgers, man. You you escaped it, bro. We didn't we didn't do an episode on the Dodgers winning the cha- the chip. It was funny. It was just like before we do the pre production kind of chats. <laughs> you know, we would talk about topics, and I was like, I ain't saying a damn word, man. <laughs> that's why I didn't want to let you go, dude. Like I can't let you get off. Dude. Uh, yeah, I let this guy uh i'll let this guy come up with this with this topic if he so wants I, to talk about it i mean we don't have to get super into it i do want to congratulate the dodgers it is the year for la mm-hmm. you know in 2020 and they closed it out with the Lakers championship and you know the major league baseball the dodgers winning the pennant so kudos to you know all the players and and the staff and you know what the the major league baseball had to put put up to get to the pandemic too and yeah they won in a uh, a decently contested series, so let's just put it that way. You know, they still yeah. closed it out. It's been a it's been a good year for you guys down down south. So yeah, man. You know, given the circumstances, credit needs to be given. Mm. Um, oh man, that was hard for you to say, dude. <laughs> you're like barely <laughs> you're barely finding the words. Nah, uh, we just had so much other other yeah. stuff to worry about this year. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, congrats to the Dodgers and Lakers, and uh, let's run it back. <laughs> yeah, I know you're ready, dude. You're ready. Yeah, yeah, but before we I'm get ready. into all the other stuff, man, how's how's life for you, man? <laughs> I don't know, man. It just feels like right before we started recording, yeah. we were just like, man, when's the last time we recorded? Because it felt like it's been forever. <sighs> but like, you know, election week this week, I Ooh. felt like it's been it. It felt like the start of COVID once again in terms of you know trying to be able to move on to the next step of whatever's been happening with us. You know what I mean? This I know past you... week has been. Man. You and I have been chatting throughout the election, and I know we watch CNN uh, here and there for the election coverage, and I know you watch other other news networks for your election coverage, so I don't want to put it out on blast that you only watch CNN. So, you know, anyways, we all switch through the different networks of watching yeah, yeah, the coverage, yeah. and we always joke, John King, the man on the election board, yeah. that guy's probably had the longest week, yeah, man. That's, that's my boy, man, John King. Yeah. He is the darling, the media darling of this election. <laughs> He's the Kobe yeah. Bryant of election yeah. boards, man. I like, mean, guys. I, I I try to get all sources of information mm-hmm. during this election, and bar none, John King is the superstar, man. He's definitely <laughs> he was like he was like the Dame Lillard of yeah. the of this election. You know what I mean? He was just a revelation in terms of being able to just show the wizardry of working that board and just talking about numbers, man. The dude was just a straight up machine. 
I, I saw a lot of people online were saying were playing like drinking games with the election mm-hmm. boards and stuff. And with John King, the one thing that would get you drunk is if he says count the votes. Yeah, man, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you gotta count yeah. the votes. You yeah, gotta man. count the votes. You gotta, you gotta count the votes. I, I like it when he would say that, and then he would kind of put his fingers together in front of him and just kind of do a little kind of like a little little shuffle with his fingers. Yeah. And it's just like that's a John King signature. But that's my boy, man. Maybe we could get him on the pod. That would be like a oh, that would man. be like a dream to get. Dude, him that on would the be pod. epic, dude. I don't think we could hold a candle to that guy, man. I, <laughs> I think know. he would talk circles around. <laughs> I know, this. just you know, the, the the one thing that I really like about what John King was doing, um, keeping in uh in theme with our, our sports pod is the fact that he would make all these like sports references. He's mm-hmm. just like, you know, you don't call the game at, at the seventh <laughs> inning. You're, you know what yeah. I mean? It's just like, you know, at the second quarter, there's two quarters left. You know what I mean? So I was just like, man, this guy is all about ball versus life. He yeah, gets man. how ball <laughs> translates into life. So John King, man, you my spirit animal, bro. I know. Shout out to John King. He would talk circles around us. If he's dissecting, if he can, he can do like what a twenty percent of how he dissects the election with sports. He'd kill us on this podcast. But that's what we need, man. Yeah. We need that analytical, that Kobe Bryant esque, yeah. nonstop Mamba mentality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I heard that he only had like through Friday and there's like four days of like election coverage. He only had like six point five hours. Of sleep. Oh man. I like that how the act, he actually just said that it was 6.5. He didn't even say it was like six hours or seven no. hours. He was like so direct. That's how that's how focused he is. That's how, how dedicated he is to the accuracy of the numbers, man. So it probably like, was actually exactly 6.5. I don't think yeah. he even rounded. He's just like, yeah, it was exactly 6.5 because yeah, you, know, you got to so. count the votes. You got to be direct. You got to be got to be accurate. Yeah. He probably he probably scheduled it too. He was just like you know, for every night I'm gonna have like two hours of sleep. But you know, on the first night, you know, I'm gonna have to hedge it a little bit and maybe drop thirty minutes. But hey, man, you know, it's been a it's been a crazy week. John King being the highlight, one of the highlights yeah. of uh, well, the highlight for me in terms of what's been happening. So. Well, yeah. everyone has different highlights for the same election. Let's just put it at that. that, right? But I guess is. for you, I wanted to ask, like, how, how were you mentally going through it all? You know, I know we talked about before the pre-production meeting. We want to, we don't want to really get into like too deep into the political stuff because, mm-hmm. hey, to each their own at the end yeah, of the exactly. day, you know. Yeah, yeah. But you know. emotionally, getting through the last couple of days, you know, again, you and I were watching coverage kind of throughout i mean i know you got kids to deal with but still you were you were keeping up to date with all the stuff that was going on and it's stressful man i'll tell you this man i was watching the coverage more than i was watching the nba playoffs (laughs) (laughs) like i was i was laser focused man i was on my phone and then right after that it was john king time you know what i mean it was just (laughs) it was it was intense and and coming into the election i didn't know what to expect man there's just like you get a lot of like you know data uh, yeah. ahead of the time just to, or, or or insights or just anal- or um, projections mm-hmm. um, and then once the data starts coming in it just kind of gets you all thrown off because it's just like wait are, are, you know am i expecting what am i expecting it, it felt like uh watching a sports event just because it, it did, was man. really unpredictable mm-hmm. in many ways at least early on but um it was like watching two teams and again i don't want to make it a divide but it is democrats versus republicans it was like they were going at it dude it's the fourth quarter they're going to ot i mean it was that intense dude double ot triple ot dude yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah exactly Uh, both sides both teams exhausted from battling exactly exactly and it's just 
you know what's very interesting uh, amidst uh, all of this um, is it just shows you how divided our country mm-hmm. is yeah um, just given the the percentages as they really you know slice and dice all of the different like uh, locations obviously there mm-hmm. are like polarized areas where mm-hmm. like ha- mm-hmm. places like California where we are yeah. um, you know it's clearly going one direction but it's just like you know it was really interesting to see uh, especially given what we've been through you know th- this last uh, you know I guess presidential mm-hmm. duration like how you know it truly is divided and it's i don't know man it's going to be a challenging um time uh moving forward given all of the things that we're kind of tackling to see how we can kind of really unify everybody because man at least if what the numbers are saying man it's you know it's pretty close to 50 50 you know what i mean i guess to look at it this way this is how this is how i'm gonna uh make analogy out of it you know like the United States is kind of like the NBA, right? You know, it's the it's it's the basket it's basketball. You got you got two you got teams you got teams throughout the United States, you know, and and it comes down to two major teams, blue and red, right? And they're gonna go to battle. You know, they're yeah. they're gonna play. They're gonna put their best forward, best foot forward, and they're gonna enact their game plan, and they're gonna go to battle, just like your team versus my team. If we were in the finals or whatever, we would go to battle. And I will root for my team just as much as you are going to root for your team. Yeah. And sometimes it'll get contentious, man. It will. It will yeah. get contentious. But the players on the court and the fans, us, they're, they respect each other, man. At the end of the day, it has to be respect because you're putting, yeah, you're, 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 you're grinding, you're fighting for whatever you, your interests are. But at the, as a whole, you love the game, man. And the yeah. game is the United States, dude. Yeah. This, yeah. this game of basketball is United States. So, like, we can't. We can't get into at the end of the day like the whole it's you versus me because you and I, bro, like you're in NorCal, I'm in SoCal, man. Like you root for the Warriors, I root for the Lakers. Like yeah. those guys are that's polar opposites, man. But we're fucking friends, dude. <laughs> you know, and we love the game of basketball. So yeah, yeah sure. So you hate seeing the Lakers win the chip sometimes, but you give respect, don't you? Right? As I would give respect to your team if you won the chip. I mean when it wouldn't feel good. I but. guess you. I guess you want me to give you guys respect. <laughs> <laughs> I just kidding. Yeah, yeah, no, but yeah, for for the sanctity of yeah. you know the game, you really, you really. I mean, especially if you play the game, you really, mm-hmm. you know that respect is you know it's like the sportsmanship is 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 part of it. Yeah, and I do hope that um, you know we can kind of employ that moving forward, given how this nation is divided. So. Um, at the very least that's what we expect people to do so um, yeah i don't know it's like it's just such a wild time man like it is dude like politics is so complicated that mm-hmm. it's gotten you know people from the same family like generally yeah. it's like family is like get heated everybody's just like all on the same page man but like it's just so interesting how this has created you know you know uh <sighs> sort of complexities mm-hmm. within relationships you know as small as like uh families and it's just we'll see man i think yeah, moving we'll forward like what you said the the goal is to not think about it as us versus them and i think the the goal is to be able to kind of unify together and you know fight yeah <laughs> uh, you know 
the challenges, which is like stuff like COVID and all of the in, the other things that we we've been talking about, um, institutional racism and just mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. The hey man, <laughs> you're in a marriage. I've I'm in a long term relationship. Fighting is not always bad. It might feel really bad in the moment because you're trying to get the other person to understand your perspective or why you're hurt. But if you want to stick with your wife or you want to stick with whatever, whoever your loved one is, right? That's it's it's got to be done. Like fighting can lead to understanding, and it's gonna be hard, bro. It's gonna be really hard because we've all been in relationships where, yeah, it's it's not a cakewalk, dude. It takes work, man. Yeah. I mean, how long have you been married? A number of years already. It takes yeah. work, dude, and it's a grind. But at the end of it, you just gotta hope that love pulls through, man. That we're all in this together, and this is one huge ass melting pot. It's the most grand experiment, dude. <laughs> to put all these random variables into an equation and see if it comes out right. Hey, man, you gotta have hope, though. <laughs> yeah, see, man. I know you were watching Dave Chappelle, and you hit me up with the the oh, SNL, and yeah, I actually dude. I actually copped it because you you, uh, you hit me up with it, and yeah. dude, he's a genius, bro. Yeah. Man, yeah, exactly. I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. I almost forgot about it. Uh, but uh, it was just so... Dave is... Mm. He's such a... He's such a... He's a national treasure, man. He's, yeah, he's, he is, He's dude. so honest. Um, and he's, he's his delivery of things is just so razor sharp mm-hmm. that, like, you know, sometimes it catches you off guard and you don't yeah. know how to take it. But then once you kind of catch it and you chew it a little bit and you're just like you're just like damn man he said it like you know what yeah. I mean? he's just like the, the the honesty with which he kind of approaches just topics in general it's just it's refreshing and it's it's enlightening man like the and, one and thing he's that, able to put it in words where he makes people laugh at the same time yeah so it's not there's a lightness to it, but there's also a heaviness to it. It's, it's so it's fascinating. He can yeah, tread that line, dude. Exactly. It's like it's an art, man. Yeah. Like, he is so gifted in terms of being able to be, to to relay a really complex sort of in many sometimes even objective sort of message, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just kind of makes you just kind of think about things. Like the one thing that he kind of really resonated, uh, or with me was when he he said something about um the only time i can be honest is if i, I say something uh with a punchline in it mm, you know what i mean and it's yeah. just like at first it just kind of gleams over you as you hear it but then once you start chewing it you're just like damn dave yeah words layers truth, man bro layers so it's just man what a, what a what a gift man so uh, it's just and for what we're we're referencing, Dave Chappelle's monologue in Saturday, the this past Saturday night live. So you can definitely YouTube it if you know yeah, you don't understand the references we're making. Yeah, definitely worth a, uh, a view. And it's yeah. just kind of I don't know multiple views. I, yeah. I want to watch it again. And he touches it. upon everything that's happening in the in the yeah, our yeah. current climate, dude. Everything. Yeah. You know, so. politically. You know, racially. Obviously, Dave Chappelle's always touched on racial issues and as as a black man himself and all the stuff that he's gone through so yeah he, dude there's no there's nobody that puts it in eloquent words in a funny way yeah dude yeah. it was so funny because he would throw some jokes and then you think it's funny but it's like it's so true that mm-hmm. and it's sometimes almost like it's too real yeah that like 
some of the people in the audience were like <laughs> laughing, but Got then shook. they didn't want to laugh too much because it's just like, oh shit! Like I don't want to be like, I don't want, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to rep that. I want to, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to rep that thought. But and the yeah. crazy thing is, I think Dave Chappelle is not just looking for laughs; he's looking for that. He's ma- he he wants to make you think, you know. Yeah. It's not just like he's just trying to get you to laugh. Like at this point, I think in his career, and I think he's always been like that. He's he's just wanting to get you to think. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and that's man, that's a gift. That and like what you said, layers, man. It's just like I've also heard stories where he'll be doing stand up, and then some somebody in the crowd will disagree with what he says and maybe it'll heckle him a little bit but he'll actually take time after the fact if that person's willing to talk to him he'll actually talk to them and try to understand their point of view and also explain his point of view further and that's some deep shit man. yeah man see yeah. that's yeah, that's what we need to start doing oh hell yeah <laughs> in this new in this new uh this new year this new yeah. this new life you know what I mean? You, you gotta watch it though. He, he he has a great message at the end. I mean, I don't I don't I don't want to. I'm gonna do it injustice if I if yeah. I if I say it. But for those out there who are listening to this, please watch it. <laughs> There's no justice that we can do to it. Yeah. But let's but, move forward, bro. Let's yeah. move forward. So hey, let's talk about some happy stuff, man. <laughs> you and I, dude, we've been talking about like going back and forth. When is the NBA season starting? You've been you've been you've been pushing. You've been pushing. You're like. Bro, we need this. We need this in yeah, 2020 yeah, at the yeah, end of 2020. Exactly, exactly. Exactly. And we're back, baby. We're yeah, back. We're back. December 22nd. The 2020 2021 season, right? Or is it the 20 22nd, I think is. Oh the, man, dude, that's crazy. Yeah, it's the 2021 2022, right? Yeah. Season. Yeah. Dude, what a what a mess, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. And is slated to be back, man. It's just under much uh, discussion. Yeah. I mean, obviously, given the bubble, there's just been. Uh, I mean, the the season just pretty much ended, right? Yeah, it did, and, dude. And, it and didn't, they're they're it gonna really... run it back real quick, man. And it's just, I think there's a lot of factors that came into play as to mm. why um, the NBA. And, I mean, obviously, there's so many parties that are involved with this, even yeah. outside of the players, mm-hmm. to really push for the season to to restart. But I don't know, man. It's just like. If it's peak season, and that's that's yeah. peak season for the NBA, Christmas time, you really want to take advantage of that just because they've lost a lot of business during yeah. COVID. So I'm sure, um, you know, dollar signs are a big reason as to why they're restarting it. Well, let's be honest. Money talks. Money talks. And as you get older, you realize it's all about the dollar, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about the green. And that's why the NBA is back. I mean, that's why the players agreed. I don't think all the players wanted to come back that quickly. I'm sure you have speculated that LeBron probably didn't want to come back as quick just because it's a 72-day turnaround for the Lakers who have finished the finals to when yeah. they're going to start December 22nd. And yeah. LeBron being 36 soon, I think, uh, that's a that's a tough turnaround. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, um, you know, the, the teams that really had a deep playoff run um, are are the ones that probably aren't going to benefit much from mm-hmm. such a quick turnaround. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, you really want to recover and just kind of, well, enjoy the <laughs> the yeah. championship and, you know, and, and basically just kind of keep the, the, the regular time frame of being able to just kind of, you know, just rest and, and get back. I mean, the bubble was a grind. Like, they were oh, playing yeah. back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back to to back to back to back games. Mm-hmm. Um, um, 
good thing was there wasn't a lot of travel. No, uh, no. But at the same time, it's just like it's still a lot of basketball. And obviously, as we've, we've seen with the Warriors run where they had deep playoff runs yeah. for a consecutive amount of years, eventually up all of that is going to catch up, right? So mm-hmm. um, LeBron, having been through all deep playoff runs throughout his career, knows this uh, more than anybody, right? So I'm sure there really isn't much incentive, at least for him and the Lakers, to, to restart so soon. But that's one. It's all for teams, not now. It's, it's starting December 20. 22nd, man. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> so, I mean, I, 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 I think I heard, and I'm, you know, I don't want to throw you know, unsubstantiated numbers out there, but I, I heard that there was like a billion dollars yeah, at stake. It's like, if, yeah, it's like half a, half a billion to a billion dollars at stake. Yeah, just for that one month. Yeah. So, you know, it's, I mean, if it comes to, you know, dollars and cents, it's just, it's an easy decision. Start it early. So, I mean, these, it's not just about the star players, like all the, all the other players in the league, they need to make money too. The guys that are like the G League guys, you know, the, the, the guys that are on the lower on the end on the bench, you know, that yeah. aren't making tens of millions of dollars. Yeah. They might be like, after all taxes and stuff, they might, again, this is obviously millionaire problems, but you still gotta work, though. You yeah, still exactly. gotta work, man. Exactly. So I, I, I don't know about though. you, but Hell I'm excited. Yeah. My squad dude, as a fan, <laughs> I mean, look, <laughs> I want to see basketball as soon as possible because yeah. I want to take my mind off of this other shit in life. Dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For me, it's just like I'm ready to turn the page in 2020. Yeah. This, you know, the shit ass of oh, the year. Man, it was so brutal right. for you. Yeah. So it's just I feel like you know this is you know I I. I as the end of December starts, you know, and the NBA is turning, and then it's, it just seems like it's a rebirth in many yeah. ways, and that's what I'm kind of looking forward to. Um, me, particularly, from a sports sense, personally, mm-hmm. it's been a struggle, too, you know. Mm-hmm. Professionally, I mean, it's not just me. It's a lot of people, yeah. right? So this is kind of like a, you know, it's like a, it's, it's like a signal that things are kind of, you know, turning for the better, and that's why I'm excited for it. Um, yeah, man. To come back, so. I mean, with the NBA season coming back, then finally we can talk Warriors. <laughs> I, I did yeah. want to throw this question to you, since it's coming back sooner than we thought. We really thought it was going to come back, you know, next year. Yeah. Does I, it benefit or hurt you guys? See, you know, that's a really interesting question. Um, uh, face value, you would you would think that it would be good for the Warriors because, yeah. um, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, our, I mean, Clay hasn't played since the finals a couple of years back. Mm-hmm. You know, all of our top players were pretty much not playing this past season because of injuries, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, from a physical standpoint, you would expect them to be, you know, ready to go physically. They're they're ready to go, right? Yeah. So, and I don't disagree with that. I think that's a good thing. But, I mean, if you really look at our roster right now. Free agency mm. hasn't started. The draft hasn't even started. Yeah. There's so many holes mm-hmm. um, within our organization at this point. The team that I see uh, right now on the roster is not the team that I expect to see come December 22nd. And that's mm-hmm. coming up real quick, man. Yep. And, you know, we've all played basketball, man. And uh, we kind of saw it with the bubble restarting soon. Like, you just can't just turn it on and expect everything to be to work as smoothly as possible. Well, why do you got to talk smack about the Clippers, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't say any, I didn't say any teams. but uh, I said it. 
exactly so um and it's true mm. i mean it, i mean the clippers are the best example of that it just doesn't work that easy mm-hmm. so um yeah face value i think that you know my squad's gonna be fresh but at the same time there's just a lot of work between now and and that needs to be done between now and the start of the season not even thinking about just getting you know you know getting the team to be on the same page so i don't know man yeah dude there's a lot of moving parts i mean you still haven't really integrated wiggins into the full squad with steph and clay because last year you know wiggins came and steph was hurt clay didn't obviously one's gonna play that year draymond got hurt so there's really no continuity there they they gotta start off from the they gotta start hitting the ground running right when training camp starts i know they're gonna do some training of course but it's different dude live ball and getting that team chemistry together and as you said dude we still got the draft and free agency to put it together a cohesive roster it's a lot it's a lot going into it bro that's just the basketball part of it like think about just like the basketball operations the administrative Mm. portion of that Mm -hmm. it's just like i feel like the window to be able to close deals and and set all of you know you know make decisions on the draft is so much slimmer and like you're working with less information yes you yeah. have more time but like mm-hmm. in terms of the quality of information that you get during that time i don't know man it's just even vetting prospects this year is not the same dude you're exactly. not going to these combines like as consistently plus first of all there's not as many of them right and yeah. you can't bring in these players as as often probably to do workouts because you got to go through probably a you know uh some kind of covid process to get these yeah. these players in to try them out yeah, 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 yeah. There's just yeah. It's just this this evaluation process. It's just it's there's so much that's involved with that. And you know, as you as we know, the best way that you can make a decision is to have as much information available as possible. And I just I don't know. I'm not confident that you know teams, not just the Warriors, but like all teams have that. So it'll be really interesting to see how this off season will work out. I feel like it's going to be a sprint. and eh, i don't know i mean i guess given all the lull that that's Mm -hmm. happened where there hasn't been much happening i guess i'm i'd rather have that sprint than not have any information but i do think you know as you rush things the the opportunity to to make mistakes increases so Mm -hmm. that does worry me a little bit yeah it'll be fireworks we're talking about the draft November eighteenth, which is the the Warriors are in play with that draft, and they're probably looking at all their scenarios. Yeah. And then right after the draft, you're probably gonna, whether it's waiting a day or two, you're gonna go straight into free agency, signing yeah. players because you want these teams to re- these players to report to their teams as soon as possible. And that's already what at almost end of November. Yeah. And then we're gonna go training camp December first. Yeah. Because there's three weeks until the NBA season starts, and you gotta move, put all, get all these new players in, work into a system. Whew, it's gonna be fireworks, bro. I'm excited. <laughs> I yeah. mean, like as much as you're saying, hey, you know, there's a whole process of things, but you just want to see, you want to see those pieces out there, man. <laughs> you want to see just, the jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. I just want to have news every day. Yeah. You know, just something happening. It's just like rumors. Yeah. Of, of moves, like you know, and it's kind of already happening with the mm-hmm. draft as mm-hmm. we get closer, because it's like what the. 18 i don't even know i i should know but you know what i mean it's just like it's it's gonna be like a what a week and a half from now and there's just there's just gonna be a lot of like uh information out there smoke screens projections you know rumors all of that stuff and you know come draft day you'll 
at least with the Warriors, you can see what their strategy will be for starters, right? Are they going to try to draft, uh, you know, a young player? Are they going to try to trade and get, you know, more talent? Like, mm-hmm. that, that. that's when dominoes start falling, and that's when you can kind of have a better idea in terms of how the, the, uh, the team will look. I so, saw a picture floating around mm-hmm. the internet. Steph on like a stationary bike and he looked ripped, dude. <laughs> that guy looked like he was coming for the league, man. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. I don't know. It might be a little Photoshop because I've seen other photos where he's shooting oh, really? and he looks like the same. <laughs> but, you know. Hey, man, sometimes it catches at a good angle. You know, you yeah. go to the gym, you flex a little bit, you're like, damn, it was a good angle. I know, man. I need to, I need to find that right angle <laughs> in the mirror too, man. Just so, so it's all about lighting blood. too, you yeah. know, lighting and that's the right angle. <laughs> no, I'll tell you this though, like um, at least from what I've seen, um, you know the guys are really working hard. The Warriors are really working yeah. hard to at least stay in shape. Uh, mm. But you know, it's one thing to be in physical shape; it's another thing to be in basketball shape and rhythm. Yeah. So, you know, don't get too ripped, Steph. I mean, I want you to be <laughs> able to, you know, play your game. I, I want 2016 MVP Steph out there, man. I don't want, uh, you know, I don't want uh, Emmanuel Emmanuel Moutier kind of like you know <laughs> uh step out there so we'll see these guys yeah. are hungry though your guys are hungry yeah i mean when basketball is your passion and your job and you know everything that you've done in your life has really been training this yeah. skill and clay's been out for so long and you know that guy's so hungry to get back on the court yeah it'll cool. be it'll be like yeah you know going back home for him so and, with that alone, I mean, these guys are vets too. They, I think they understand how to pace themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, like we're not talking about someone who doesn't understand the league. You know, they, they'll, yeah. they'll, they have a feeling of how to, how to operate. Yeah. And, and, and they hear all the whispers. Yeah. I mean, I know the, the Lakers have done really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Warriors haven't been sort of in discussions. Yeah. You know, in many ways, we've been the butt of jokes for the past year. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, having the worst record in the league and everybody just kind of stepping on us, uh, you know, after this past offseason, payback, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I know you're not a fan of taking receipts, but I'm sure these guys are <laughs> taking some mental receipts uh, just to be able to tell, you know, remind folks like, hey, not too long ago, we were really, really competitive. And, um, you know, injuries are brutal and mm-hmm. it's time to kind of, see what they can do so we shall see and that's gotten me excited i'm more excited than at any point this year dude like you know that's saying a lot too yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) so we'll see and i think the story i think you know i like i asked you and mike this when we were recording like there's a certain narrative there's a storyline that you kind of look for 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 teams uh, and that was kind of getting old when we had our run, like super team, blah blah yeah, blah, yada yeah. yada yada. It was just getting got kind of old. Now this is sort of like, you know, um, underdog. We're getting mm-hmm. back to that kind of that that role, and I I like that. You know, I I, I like that that position. So we'll see. It's it's all talk right now, man. You know what yeah. I mean? It's got to be execution. I'm not gonna pull any Balmer, you know, <laughs> guaranteeing stuff. But you know, my guys are proven. They have the they have the the hardware to to do it. So I wouldn't really count them out. Yeah, we'll see, man. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts. I'm excited to see all those parts come together. Mm-hmm. And in a short amount of time, we're 
what, uh, a little bit less than two weeks out from the draft, and we'll be doing some draft coverage, you and I. Yeah. Because the Warriors will be playing. Who knows? They might trade the pick, man. There's a lot of rumors <laughs> out there. I mean, James Wiseman, Ob Toppin. Um, was it? Uh, there's this other European Anthony player. Edwards, Denny Avija. Yeah, Denny Avija. Woo. I'm I'm like uh I'm like Chad Ford or whoever does the yeah. the, the the draft man. I'm 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 locked and ready. I, you're, I got you're the Mel Carper, Mel Kuyper yeah, Junior of basketball. Exactly. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm Mel Kuyper. I've I've done the scouting report for like the top six picks, man. I got uh, player Save comparisons. I I know height, weight. I know pros and cons. <laughs> you know <laughs> wingspan. So, yeah, yeah, wingspan. You know vert. You know they're vertical. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So. I mean, it's the only thing I could do to you know stay engaged. So it'll be interesting come the draft. Are hey, you man. keeping track of the draft? I'm, I'm sure. I, I'm you're... keeping. I'm keeping track of some of it. Obviously, with the Lakers not really being in the draft in terms of the top half, it, it's uh, you know, I, I'm not paying as close attention as mm-hmm. in terms of knowing all the measurements <laughs> of the players. But yeah, I know the I know the guys out there, man. Yeah, dude, we we have a sports podcast. I gotta yeah. keep up with some of the stuff going on for the Warriors. Here, let me ask you this. Obviously, we talk about the Warriors, yeah. and I know you're throwing me a bone just because we haven't talked Warriors in like a year. <laughs> like, how 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 about the the Lakers? Like, do you think it's gonna be an advantage or disadvantage for the season starting so soon? I mean, obviously, conditioning or not conditioning, um, just wear and tear wise. It's a disadvantage, but continuity it could be an advantage. You got all these other teams like the Warriors, for example. Yeah, you're bringing back uh, obviously your core, but then you still got to mix in all these other players. If the Lakers can bring back in general the same squad, they already got that shit figured out. You know what I mean? They they already got a chemistry. So yeah, but don't they have a, a bunch of free free agents? They do. KCP, That's what I'm saying. Rondo, With the caveat, if they bring back Dwight, yeah, Dwight Rondo, uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope, KCP. You know, those, those guys are free agents. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's, That's what true, if, man. What if Milwaukee's That's true. like... I, I hey, man, are you obvious. stoking the flames, dude? AD's going to resign, bro. <laughs> what if Milwaukee you're trying, you're says... Trying to, you're trying to scare me a little bit. <laughs> yeah. What if Milwaukee says, I'll give you Giannis. Knowing AD's uh, injury history, you know, you get a, young, a younger, more durable, quote-unquote, player. Uh, you know. I don't know. It's just I I, I, I see what you're. I see I see the angle you're going at. But at this point, if AD's been a champ for us, it's not gonna. Nah, you got exactly. you got to stick with your your your. You got to run it back, basically. Yeah, you got to yeah. run it back. Yeah. It just it'd be so awkward, dude, <laughs> to trade AD for Giannis, and the Lakers wouldn't do that. I'm telling you right now, they wouldn't do it. Yeah, I think a wear and tear perspective makes a you know it's it's a it's a good argument i think you know i i I do expect the lakers doing a little bit more load management early into the season lebron joked that he would pick and choose his games and also somebody i think some some uh some journalist said that they think lebron's gonna take a month off (laughs) which honestly isn't that far-fetched dude (laughs) yeah he's gonna pull a Kawhi, and then all of the younger players are gonna start complaining like Mm. dude why does this guy get special treatment (laughs) That's that's my that that's my, my that's my hope, uh, but uh, I mean you're creating yeah. a narrative already, yeah, I'm man. Try, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm looking for those angles, man. I'm looking, always looking for those angles. But yeah, but the thing is, it's like a lot of these athletes, like they train right away. Like yeah, they you do. Know, yeah. What else do they got to do? <laughs> Especially, but it's different, bro. It's different. Training and playing a game, 
it is very different. I think the wear and tear of playing the actual game, especially the amount of times they have to play, and we're talking about next season, they're going to have a little bit more back-to-backs. So mm-hmm. that grind is real. And I think doing like a workout at home and sh- putting up shots is very different than going straight body-to-body with some of these other guys yeah. uh, consistently. And I think that's the part that LeBron, at this stage of his career, probably can't do. Yeah. On a on a basis in terms of a seventy two day turnaround or yeah. seventy seven day turnaround, it's it's gonna be rough. I mean, as you know, the grind of the playoffs to the finals to winning a chip, that's wear and tear, dude. Because it's not just like coasting through a regular season. That sometimes players take some some plays off or yeah. you know gets checks out early. It's every position is a focus. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's real, bro. That's yeah. that's why I think a lot of people are worried about LeBron and can he handle the wear and tear that we're talking about. Yeah, well, we we shall see. I mean, like as I said, he's he's done it before. So uh, you said all throughout the playoffs, man, it's a war of attrition. Anytime yeah. someone could get hurt, and this yeah. next season is going to be a test for that man, for the Lakers specifically. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't want to wish that on on anybody, but it's it's true. You know, father time catches up, mm-hmm. and you know injuries are a part of the game, and we all know that. So. We shall see, man. It'll be it'll be interesting. But there's, I mean, there's gonna be so many good storylines coming yeah. in. Like KD's back with, oh, with Katie Kyrie, and Kyrie, yeah. Luca. You know, Dallas. You never know what they can do. Clippers Jimmy Butler, too with their now. failure. Yeah, exactly. Can they bounce back? Exactly. So it'll be an interesting. It'll be an interesting time. Also, there's been like a coaching carousel. I mean, Mike D'Antoni's yeah. gone from Houston. There's a new coach there. Yeah. Doc went to Philly. You know, they yeah. got he's got to handle Simmons and and Bede. That's another storyline. And Giannis flamed out from the playoffs and yeah. with his free agency impending, is he yeah. gonna sign a supermax, dude? It's there's a, all these teams. There's a lot riding, dude. Yeah. They all have to perform well. Otherwise, some of these star players are gone. The Lakers are obviously still the the clear favorite coming in, just because they obviously won the chip. But yeah. you know, you know, anything can little, happen. Anything though. can happen, Sometimes. right? Like you know, it, it it'll be a toss up. Um, so I'm excited, man. December twenty yeah. second. It's it's definitely it's a Christmas gift that you know I'm really looking forward to. Just basketball. I know, bro. Basketball. Right when they announced December twenty second, I was like, thank you. We're gonna have a Christmas gift. Yeah. This year, you know, we don't have to wait till next year for a gift. At least end 2020 with something positive and move into 2020 with with a renewed just enjoyment of the game. Yeah, it's just we need that. We need that. So but as far as topics, bro, like in in 11 days, is it or 10 days? We're going to be talking about the draft, man. So stay tuned, man. We're, we, we're going to, as you, as we said on this uh, podcast, JC's going to melt Kuiper it up. Well, hopefully we can bring in another guest that can break down some of this, these warrior prospects and, or maybe even after the draft to break it down how uh, this draft picked or potentially a, a trade might bring in a superstar. Yeah. Fits into the team, right? Free agency, mid-level extension, Ooh. all kinds of. Who's, who's, hot, yeah. Who's, who's ready to sign on to a championship team. And then the Lakers, the Lakers, they they're going to need to make some moves. Too, yeah, man. so it'll they be will. interesting. Mm-hmm. Like teams that are in a championship window are always looking yeah. to kind of, you know, retool. Right. Just to be able to stay competitive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once you got that window open, man, you got to you got yeah, to gotta capitalize, to man. keep it open. So. Same with you guys like Steph, Clay. You got You got to capitalize now. 
There's, just, there's no tomorrow's not guaranteed, as we all found out in 2020, man. <laughs> Tell me about it, bro. <laughs> so with that said, let's let's end the podcast on that. You know, stay tuned to our draft coverage coming up in a couple of days. We're gonna be breaking all that stuff down pre-draft and maybe after the draft. Hopefully, we can bring on Josh to talk Atlanta Hawks because he's obviously been key into talking about all the or our draft lottery last time. He that Hawks are up in the fifth pick, so you can get get him in the mix. With that said, you can follow us at Ball vs. Life Official on IG. You can shoot us an email at ballvslife at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and man, we missed you guys. We definitely missed you guys. Hopefully, we can uh, come back sooner and after this election stuff has finally settled, quote-unquote settled. Maybe <laughs> <No>. not. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I don't know, man. The NBA, the NBA playoffs may start already for the next year. We still may not have that but hopefully we got to ready to go that's 2020 for you let's <laughs> let's let's just think about 2021 now all right <laughs> yes sir looking forward and let's run it back peace peace